0: Festive greetings to all you lovely Fabulous Flowers TV listeners. It's your fabulous festive double act here once more. Getting up decorations, twinkling our trees. It's me, Lucy Nolan, and getting all his glittering baubles in a row over the internet is the wonderful and extremely busy floral decorator to the stars that is Paulie Hawkins. And I'm so glad that we found a lull in your endless Christmas schedule to get together to do this podcast and it's number 33 Paulie literally ding dong can't believe it how are you my darling
1: hello lovely Lou I'm very well thank you darling I'm feeling terribly festive I must say um it's just been yes tinseltastic up to my eyes in blue pine baubles lights twinkling lights and fairies it's been really fabulous um but kind of girding my loins for the next well up until the 21st and then, you know, Santa's sleigh takes off and it's all about the mulled wine. But you know, it's been fabulous. And I've got, you know, great week of stuff coming up. And um tomorrow I'm really excited. We're installing a great big Christmas tree in Graven Square in Mayfair. Oh, and oh, i lovely. Eaten. Oh my goodness. It's so it's 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 a once a year thing. I've got my team all organized. We've got everything, all our baubles in a row, as you said. And yeah. um And actually, there is a little um, flowery festive filmette we've done on gilvering, and the tree is going to be covered in beautiful gilvered hydrangeas. So I might take a photograph and pop pop that somewhere on our fabulous flowers TV Instagram, I would say.
0: Mm, absolutely so you've got your Guilford hydrangeas which obviously we've shown um, the lovely listeners and watchers over there if they want to see that's on our Fabulous Flowers TV YouTube channel and yep. what else is the colour theme Paulie you've got your silver hydrangeas are you just going silver and green or? It's
1: kind of silvery goldy more goldy Ooh. and silvery so the mixture as I call Guilford um, and just a tw- it is actually an artificial tree but um, it's going to be gorgeous so are you oh, feeling just blue? Are you ha- what's going on with you?
0: I am feeling all festive. Yes, I am. I think I brought it on a bit early just so we could finish filming in my kitchen. Um, So my lights are up and my decorations are in and I've got lovely. my rain, my lovely reindeer, a.k.a. the Christmas horses um, out, out on the um, out on the lawn. So they're twinkling away. And also Advent calendars got the Christmas Advent calendars in. Um, and all of that. So the kids are very much enjoying popping their chocolate goodies out of a morning. And also, I got my gorgeous daughter, Orla, a bath bomb advent calendar. So not only is she having a sweet treat for breakfast, she smells lovely after the evening wash as well. So that's rather to
1: She's just a fragrant little Christmas flower. But um, so here we are in December. You know, it's just raced through, racing along. And what better star-performing festive flower than this week, Lou? we are going to embrace that hussy of the flower world, the amaryllis. The amaryllis, it is the cheeriest and most dramatic of seasonal flowers. I I mean, I just adore them. I mean, I say that about every flower, but you know, that's what I do and I love them all. But this one especially, it's statuesque, dramatic, and downright, it's just a downright blousy show off. That's all I can say. From the moment they start sprouting from those big old bulbs, they ooze self-confidence with a great big scoop of turgid aplomb. Can I say that?
0: Oh, I think you certainly can, and I completely agree. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a lovely thing to
1: grow in your house, and they fascinate and entertain as they reach their flowery zenith. I mean, I suggest, for a kind of a flowery look, um, and a bit of a kind of, a bit sort of minimal and high-end, planting them in a glass bowl, um, and line the inside of the bowl with lovely soft green moss and plunge in some nice wintry twigs, some nice natural twigs from the garden. It doesn't have to be anything special. And that gives that real upmarket, sort of boutique florist shop look. And um, actually, a nice alternative to, to the twigs um, would be Pussy Willow, because it looks a little bit festive and a little bit kind of, well, just gorgeous. Who doesn't love a bit of Pussy Willow? That's all I can say. And not only do they look super seasonal, they also are extremely practical, as they will support the great big vertiginous beauties as they grow the lovely amaryllis. And um, that sort of planted arrangement would look festive and gorgeous with either red or white amaryllis. Um, So get planting and get your twigs out, I say. But um, do you like an amaryllis, Lou? I think you do. Oh, I
0: do. I love an amaryllis. I have to say, uh, every Christmas, I do order from a wonderful florist near me here in East Sussex, Three large stems of uh, I wouldn't say they're red. They're more an incredible, deep blood red purple, like the inside of a blood orange. They're I always call them my Christmas amaryllis. And then Would it be I like ho-
1: your wedding dress, Lou. Can I just say that? It
0: is. It was like my wedding dress. Um, so incredibly deep, rich burgundy, like a really good port. Um, mm. and I usually intermingle my three, trumpetous stems. And they always remind me, I have to say, they go into a vase.
1: What I suggest you do um, to stop them giving way in the middle of the stem resulting in a catastrophic, catastrophe, collapse-y thing. Um, my top florist tip would be to pop a cane, like a, a bamboo cane or a green gardening type stick right up the middle of them because they're hollow, as you probably know. Stick the stick right up the middle of them and um, that will guarantee them staying upright and glorious Um throughout the festive season. Brilliant. But I mean, and they do get heavy. And I just remember once doing a job for Hardy Amos, the couturier. I did his memorial service at uh, St. James's in Piccadilly. Beautiful uh, church. Just, I think it's, I don't know if it's by, someone more name, But that lovely church on Piccadilly. And we did two enormous arrangements, great big urns up at the altar. Had to be done really early. And with heavy amaryllis, it was full of amaryllis. And with a, a big arrangement, you have to stick bricks in the back. And um, I, just, I just asked one of my freelancers to pop by just before the service started. And she walked in and she said, there's only one. I said, what do you mean? There's only one arrangement. And there was one each side of the altar. And one had just completely disappeared. And, and it was kind of half an hour to go before it started.
0: Oh, so, no.
1: I know, I know. So she pulled the whole thing up. And when a great big urn and plinth arrangement collapses, somehow i don't know the little dears were saved so she just pulled it up shoved some bricks in the back gave it a shuffle and the job was a good one and hardy amos's lovely boyfriend was there and experienced it and experienced it but it was so sweet and humorous and it, the whole thing you know went terribly well but
0: uh oh it's making me feel anxious just thinking about you that. gosh quickly move on come on i know i know but, um,
1: else. but You know, an amaryllis, heavy swines, as uh, from that story. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they come in so many great colours and just perfect for a good long-lasting bloom. And you get a lot of bang for your buck. So we just love an amaryllis. And I know someone else who just loves an amaryllis, Lucy. That's my dear floral friend, Paul Furness. And he used to work for me many years ago and he started his own very successful company called Petal to the Metal. And here's what lovely Paul had to say about amaryllis.
2: Hello, I'm Paul from Petal to the Metal. Um, Thank you to Paul and Lucy for inviting me to Fabulous Flowers TV to talk all things amaryllis. Um, I would say that it's probably one of the most marmite of flowers from a florist perspective. People seem to either love them or hate them. I kind of sit in the middle. I'm very um, sitting on the fence here. Um, Their availability runs for, I think, about six months, from October through to March. And so through those long winter months, um, for a florist, they're they're kind of one of the most reliable and widely available flowers. Um, They sort of have an an amazingly broad colour range um, from sort of soft pinks, reds crimson red a deep burgundy red um, they've got a beautiful crisp white um, amaryllis called Mont Blanc um, really um, really lovely peachy um, amaryllis um, and then they've got the, the deliciously named nymph um, amaryllis which is um, a really beautiful um, striped variety um, for me personally, I use them mostly in my weekly deliveries, so in corporate offices and restaurants, um, because they're really, really sort of reliably long-lasting. Um, and whilst I suppose they take a while to get going, once they pop, then it's showtime. And I think, you know, we can all relate to that on one level or another, right? Um, you can enjoy them as a flower in a vase. In my in my offices, in my corporates, I do them really simple, just lovely, long, clean lines, um, really quite um, contemporary. Um, or you can have them as a bulb in a pot on a window ledge um, over the Christmas season. Um, I definitely think there's something there for everyone um so there you go give it a go thank you again to paul and lucy and merry christmas to all of the fabulous flowers family
0: oh that's lovely of paul isn't it so great to have some of your old employees back on the track here and straight into the podcast paulie it's so great to hear other people's takes on the flowers that you and they all of you use brilliant thank you paul for that so moving on the name Amaryllis is taken from a shepherdess in Virgil's collection of poems and writings entitled the Pastoral Echologues. And it comes originally from the Greek amareso, meaning to sparkle, and also from amarella for the bitterness of the bulb. Amaryllis is a small genus of flowering bulbs with two species. The better known of the two, Amaryllis belladonna, is a native of the Western Cape, which is the southern region of South Africa particularly the rocky southwest area between the Oliphants, River Valley and Neisner. And I know Neisner quite well because I filmed a commercial there and there were apparently magical white elephants that hid in the woods when we were there. And we were filming there for about a week and I never saw one. So I wasn't sure whether they were actually true or whether they were just um, pretend and a lovely story. Anyway.
1: Wow, wow they sound ever so Neisner.
0: Hmm. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. The Amaryllis are also known as the Belladonna lily, the Jersey lily, the Naked lily, or Amarillo. They're also known as the Easter lily in southern Australia, or in South Africa, it's also known as the March lily. And those are both due to the propensity of the flower to flower around March. This is one of the numerous genera with the common name lily, due to their flower shape and their growth habit. However, they're only distantly related to the true lily or lilium. In the Victorian language of flowers or floriography, as all our fabulous Flowers TV podcast listeners well now know, Amaryllis means pride, determination, and radiant beauty, which I think is very befitting of them, don't you think, Paulie?
1: Yes, I'm sure they, they must have been named after you, darling. I'd Definitely. say so. Yeah, yeah, that's all I can say. But here are a few fun facts on Amaryllis as well, just a few extra little tidbits. Because the amaryllis is a waxed bulb, it literally doesn't get more low maintenance than this because it doesn't need to be watered at all. Waxed amaryllis bulbs don't need soil either because the wax holds in all their moisture and nutrients that they need to bloom. Just plonk them down in a warm, brightly lit spot and they will do their thing. If you wanted to, you can even hang them upside down for a fun way to display them. Love that. Sometimes even the wax is decorative too. So I suppose you could give them your your bulbs a bit of a shine, couldn't you, I suppose, a bit of a polish. So they'd make a fab festive gift for that impossible to shop for person on your list this Christmas.
0: Oh, yes. And actually, I used to um, go to a beautician in Tunbridge Wells and every year I used to have my special Christmas uh, manicure and pedicure just so that I looked tickety-boo for the festive season. Um, And the wonderful Chrissy, who runs the, the salon in Tunbridge Wells, She had a florist opposite her, and every Christmas, the florist would bring in and decorate Chrissy's uh, beautiful reception area with these amaryllis bulbs, and she did absolutely nothing with them other than spray them with a white glitter. And so it was just the bulb in... You could get them in a black pot or whatever, and it had a piece of ribbon tied around it, velvet ribbon, and all it was was this beautiful white sparkling bulb with mm-hmm. a red ribbon round it or a black ribbon round it or a green one. And my goodness me, they just they just were amazing. And they were in her reception area and lasted there for months. So every time I went back in, there they were growing a bit, growing a bit, growing a bit, and still in their beautiful sparkly bulb. Such a wonderful thing. But must continue with our facts, Paulie. On you go yeah, I
1: love that. And I love and you can see why they mean sort of pride, determination and radiant beauty, darling. Mm. The that I mean that is amazing. There are more than just there are more than just red and white for colors as well. Although some of the most common varieties you'll see have bright red ones like the red line. I often use that and the red and white blooms like Samba because I love some of those stripy ones. They're fab as well. But amongst the hundreds of Amaryllis varieties that exist, you can find plants that bloom in shades of pink, orange, yellow, green. love these green ones. Very chic. Purple and, and multi colors. Love the multicolors. And some are double flowered, meaning that they have more petals than usual. So they look extra full. But some amaryllis flowers have frilly petals or little skinny petals too. I mean, they, they're literally they're an endless loveliness. Um, hmm. So many different varieties.
0: Absolutely. And as the bulbs go, amaryllis, as you mentioned, Paulie, are quite large and hefty in the bulb department. Some can get as large as softballs or even small footballs. But you may also see smaller ones closer to the size of a tennis ball. These bulbs usually produce two flower stalks and each can have between two and five individual blooms. So if you're buying them and selecting bulbs, always try to get the largest bulbs you can find because they will produce the most flowers for you. And if you've ever wondered why these bulbs are a little on the pricey side, then consider the fact that it takes three to five years for them to grow large enough to sell in the flower or plant marketplace. And most of them have traveled from either Holland Or South Africa.
1: Absolutely and finally it might seem that they're a kind of over and out plant after the flowers fade but you can keep these bulbs going year and after year after year with a little bit of TLC. So once your bulb has finished blooming cut the flower stalks down to about one inch above the bulb and um, just treat it like a house plant keeping it watered and letting it get a bit of sunlight during the spring and summer. And around mid-August, stop watering to let the plant go dormant. So it's just like like a little hedgehog, I
0: suppose. Um,
1: No. And once the leaves have dried up, cut them off and store the bulb in a cool, dark place for eight weeks. Very technical, this. After about six to eight weeks, before you want to see your beautiful blooms again, move your bulb into a warm, bright spot and start watering again. In a couple of weeks, you should see some new growth happening. And once the flower stalk appears, add a stake to keep them from falling over. Yes, you see, heavy beasts. It's always fun to display a few amaryllises around. the yes, that's, that's a tricky one to say after a couple of our Cosmos, Lou. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> um, it's always fun to display a few amaryllises around the festive season. We love these beautiful bulbs with their huge, colourful flowers, and they help make our days so festive, merry and bright, don't they, Lucy? Mm. And so make sure you include one alongside classic Ponsettias in your indoor Christmas garden this year. I love an indoor Christmas garden.
0: Lovely. Mm, Absolutely. I love the fact you can keep them as well and then cut them down and put them to bed and put them secret somewhere quiet and then wake them up again. It is just like a hedgehog. Oh, (laughs) brilliant. Anyway, so I should be definitely adding those to my indoor garden for the Christmas period.
1: Yes, absolutely. Now, we are moving on to the final part of this fabulous festive flowery podcast, And I wanted to focus on something really, really Christmassy. It's kind of the essence of Christmas. And um, I looked into the Florography Fun Facts on this little evergreen, slightly prickly beauty. And this is, of course, love it or hate it, the lovely, gorgeous festive holly. Now, just looking at holly makes you feel all Christmassy and warm inside. And there's lovely glossy leaves and cheery, shiny red berries. It just warms the heart. And it definitely sits comfortably up there with turkeys, Christmas trees and Alid Jones in the Snowman cartoon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to start singing. <laughs> I'm not gonna start i not going to start singing. I went already. Oh, there's lovely. There's, there's lovely. There's lovely. Um, but as a florist, I must confess, I do avoid it like the plague, which isn't very cheery and festive and sort of a bit bar humbug of me. I used to try and use it for wreaths and stuff like that but it was just total agony mm. i tried to gloves and then it's difficult to actually be artistic with great big coleman's gloves on you can't actually get intricate with the stems so um i know i hear you quite it's so festive and it's just perfect but i i just get the effect by using a cunning pain-free mix of ilex which are those sticks you see with just red berries on and nothing else no leaves um and then mixing those they are related to holly Ilex is a form of holly, um, but no nasty leaves and very user-friendly. So mix the ilex berries with some other dark foliages such as glossy camellia leaves or bay leaves, and it sort of gives the same effect. And no one will know it sort of gives a holly holly effect. And um, I've just had too many hurty episodes to use it regularly. I mean, are you a are you a holly fan, Lou?
0: I am. I love holly. We have um, I have a large bush. At the end of my garden, and um, it does actually currently have lots and lots of red berries on it, so I'm quite excited about that. And I normally get the kids to snip a few bits off, mm. and we just pop it on top of the pictures, going round the sitting room and around the dining room, anywhere where there's a picture or a little place. Oh, I shove it up! A shove a bit there, darling. Yes.
1: So If you don't sit still, you'll get some holly attached to you. And quite I think right. it, it works. It works well, as you say, in in great big, easy to handle boughs. So Mm. get your gloves on. And as you were just saying, artfully crisscross above a mirror or a painting Mm. and it just screams kind of classy, understated Christmas, sort of achingly traditional and super quick and easy uh, with great festive results. Easy, easy. But my tip would be leave your holly boughs outside overnight in a bucket of water so it can have a good old drink and it will last throughout the festive season, no problem. A bit like us, really, Lou.
0: Quite right. I like to be left outside in a bucket the night before for a good old drink. <laughs> um, anyway, so holly is also well known, as you mentioned, Paulie, for its spiny leaves, and the long needle like spines are a very successful deterrent to browsing animals. But if you look high up in a holly tree canopy, you'll find that the leaves are less spiny. That's where you need to go, Paulie, up the top. Up the bush. Up your bush. Um, so fewer spines are needed at the top. Most spines are produced at lower level where sheep, goats, cattle, horses and deer are likely to browse the leaves. If a bush has berries, it's female. Holly is a dio... dioceus? Dioceus from the Greek I've name done. for... Two, yes, my Greek-speaking daughter helped me with that. Holly is dioceus from the Greek for two households, meaning that each individual holly plant is either male or female. Bushes of the type are needed nearby to each other for cross-pollination to guarantee berries. So bushes laden with berries at Christmas are always female, while those without might be male or female that's growing in isolation. Oh, that's very topical. Mm -hmm. Um, Holly bushes control how and when its berries are eaten. Clever. The bright scarlet berries attract many birds, especially thrushes, including blackbirds, field redwings, red wings, missile, and thr- song thrushes. I nearly said a thong thrush then. <laughs> That'd
1: be painful with holly.
0: <laughs> yes. In autumn and early winter, the berries are very hard and bitter due to a mildly toxic substance. But as winter continues, hard frost breaks down these toxic chemicals eventually and makes the berries palatable in late winter and early spring. And that's clever, so that's when the hedgerows are otherwise largely bare, the holly berries are the gift that keep on giving for those little birdies. But even now, the berries retain some toxicity, so birds just eat a few on each visit.
1: Wow! Gosh, isn't nature a wonderful thing? I mean, Mm. incredible. Holly leaves provide food for just 29 species of insects, compared to nearly 200 for hawthorn and over 260 for blackthorn. The insects that do feed on holly include the beautiful holly blue butterfly whose caterpillars feed on softer parts like flowers, young berries and young leaves. Holly is well known for its ability to deter evil spirits and witches. This may come originally from its evergreen nature. When all else in the winter would appear dead and lifeless, holly remained green and full of berries, giving hope for new life in the spring. In the depth of winter, Sprigs of holly were often brought in into the home because of this, and thus to ward away evil spirits. It became bad luck to cut holly down, um, a sentiment that persists to this day. And in some areas, holly bushes were allowed to grow up through the hedges to prevent the movement of witches, who apparently loved to run along hedge tops.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a great image, isn't it? Great image. Oh, so a witch going along the top gate. Oh, yeah. Ow! Ow,
1: oh, oh, ow! Frisky witches. Yeah, I've known a few of those. And, uh, and and Lucy and and now, of course, in the month of December, we are also adding a little floral flourish for the month of, for, this, for the flower of this month. And in fact, there are two. One of them is indeed holly, although it does have a rather inconspicuous flower. So perhaps it's more like a December birthberry. Hmm. Love that. And the delicately scented holly flowers appear in spring and attract butterflies and bees. The holly's, Latin, the holly's Latin name is Ilex, meaning evergreen oak. In early Christianity, it was believed that these berries were originally white, but stained red with the sacrifice of Christ's blood. And the spiky leaves symbolised the thorns of the crown placed upon Christ's head. Wow! Holly is a convenient birth plant for December since it is so popular around the festive season. It symbolises protection and defence. Instead of a traditional bouquet, the gift of a wreath can be a wonderful celebration that can continue all month long. It's very resilient, fabulous.
0: Very resilient, and I suppose you could make one wreath which wouldn't be too hurty and owie, and that would be a nice present for a December born, wouldn't it? I could understand you not wanting to make 10s and (laughs) 20s, but goodness me. Um yes. there is also yes there is also another flower for december and this is the narcissus and this is the symbol of good wishes hope and wealth in floriography native to the mediterranean narcissus don't grow easily outside the climate and here in the uk it's a bit too chilly but you can force them inside in a pot or a bowl and they also make a wonderful gift for a december born friend or family member And I guess they would have that wonderful smell that I love that would just sort of, you know, after you've finished your Christmas doings and you've cleaned everything out, the little fragrant narcissus in the corner there in a nice little bowl would just start to to bring a fresh fragrance to a new year, wouldn't it?
1: absolutely absolutely gorgeous there's scented paper whites just heaven
0: Mm, lovely goodness me i'm feeling so festive right now i literally feel like i want to run down the garden and trim my bush get those holly berries in and i'm honestly honestly wondering if it could get any more festive over here at fabulous flowers hq the lights are still twinkling in my kitchen and we've completed our final four festive filmettes and so we are releasing those over the coming weeks for you all there to see Paulie creating some wonderful Christmas magic for your home, your place of work, your friend's place of work as a gift or just to have fun. Gather people round, get someone round your kitchen table, get these things around you that Paulie's got and make something gorgeous. There's something to behold, aren't they, Paulie?
1: They definitely are. And there's beautiful, delicious um, cocktails, there's champagne cocktails with... What flowers did they have in them?
0: They had hibiscus flowers that were steeped in a glorious um, syrup. Mm.
1: Such a pretty colour. We had such fun filming these last few festive filmettes. Honestly, they are packed with full of tips and naughty sort of cunning tricks on how best to use your flowers and plants this Christmas. And we also had Lucy on cocktails, as previously stated. Marvellous. With great aplomb. And my lovely goddaughter, Lucy's daughter, Orla. She was fabulous, and my wonderful Debbie McGee. Um, So please, please do subscribe to our Fabulous Flowers TV channel over on YouTube. Also tell your friends to subscribe too. We have loved making these little films for Christmas, and we do need some subscribers. So please tell everyone, and um, you know how to search for us. Just hit the subscribe button, and Floral Fabulousness will come to your screen. But for now, it's a cheery and a very Merry Christmasy goodbye from me. Goodbye.
0: And well done, Paulie. Yes, get over to Fabulous Flowers TV on YouTube, everybody, and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Our films are coming thick and fast, and they will cheer you. They will make you full of Christmas sparkle and wonderful Christmas magic. So go and do that right now. But for now, and until the next Fabulous Flowers Festive podcast, it's a goodbye from me too. Bye. (gasps) Isn't it? <gasps> yes.